welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. And leave a five-star review while you're there. Also, I have the great honor to announce that Block Talk was nominated for a 2020 Glam Award for Best Podcast. And guess what? You can vote for me to win. Head on over to glamawards.net slash voting and cast your vote for Block Talk as Best Podcast and Elation as Best Digital Series. Voting ends January 20th. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. got a few crowns on her head and i think she likes to add a few more to her collection it's the brazilian drag queen in the concrete jungle pietra parker hello 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 thanks for having me i'm so happy to be here i listen to your podcast so i we love enjoy that listen- i enjoy listening to to your podcast so i'm happy that i'm here now yeah i'm, I'm excited to chat with you and learn a little bit about you um because i don't think we know each other that well so in in, in no. the- I was gonna almost gonna say in 2020. We're in 2021 now. Thank um, God. <laughs> but yeah, in this day and age, this is the best way to talk to people. Yes. Um, where are you calling in from? Where in the world are you right now? I'm in New York City. Nice, nice. I'm in Astoria. Same, same here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice to be in New York. There are still some people left. Um, I mean, I'm planning to leave New York. I think it's in my plans. I mean, it was in my plans before COVID already. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's I started thinking about it at the same time that things starting to get crazy here. Uh-huh. And then I had to stop thinking about it because I cannot do anything right now. I cannot right. move. Can you imagine like moving Too planes hard. and crazy things? So yeah, for now, I'm waiting for the vaccine and everything go back to normal and then... We'll and, see, probably. And, and where, where would the next move be? L.A. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we're going to learn a little bit about you. And, I, and as the listeners know, I like to start from the very beginning. Where are you originally from? I am originally from Brazil. I'm, I was born and raised in Rio de Janeiro. Um, beautiful city. I love the weather. And I had so many great moments there. So, yeah, I'm from Rio. I'm the girl from Rio. <laughs> and, and what were you like as a child in Rio? Oh, I was very gay. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was a gay child. I was always part of school activities, dancing, poetry, arts. And, yeah, I, I had a very happy childhood, I think. Yeah, so, you, so the, the arts were always in your life. In some capacity. It was always. I started uh, doing acting school in Brazil when I was about eight years old. Okay. Yeah. And I, I stayed for like 10 years acting, doing like, uh, ch- you know, child plays, musicals. I even did Lion King, the musical in Brazil. Oh, nice. Who did and, you play? Well, I started just being one of those crazy animals that laugh a lot. I forgot the name. The hyenas. The hyenas, yes. But then one of the actors that was doing Scar, he had to leave. So mm-hmm. I ended up having his role because I knew everything. I knew the songs. I knew the marks. So they were trying to find someone to replace him. And I was like, hey, can I do Scar? Because I know everything about it. 
and I did Scar at the end. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. So you're a singer too? I'm not a singer, but I at that time I had like a vocal teacher gotcha. you know, that was preparing all of us to sing. But yeah, it was fun. So, and, you know, it was not really like I had to sing a lot. It was more like speaking. Sure. But, you know, there were some songs and but it was fine. Yeah. Nice. So where did you go to school after that? Yeah, so after that, I wanted to keep studying arts, acting, but my parents didn't support me at all. Mm -hmm. That was back in Brazil. And then I was very sad because that was really my dream. I wanted to do that. But unfortunately, I didn't have the support. And I had to go with what my parents would tell me to do. I mean, not exactly. I I still got to choose the field that I wanted to do, but I really wanted to do acting, but I ended up doing journalism. Okay. Yeah, in, in Rio. In Rio. Rio. Cool. Yeah. What ultimately brought you to New York City? Okay. I came to New York City. That's very funny because I never had a dream to move from mm-hmm. Brazil. I mean, I had my life there, but everything was very nice. And then one day during English class, the teacher was asking everybody what were their plans for the end of the year. And everybody had a plan and all of them were like, oh, I'm traveling Europe. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I didn't really have any plan, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to just say nothing. I had to come up with something. So I created in my mind that that I was coming to New York City. So I said, oh, I'm going to New York. I'm going to do, I'm going to study there. I'm going to do some student exchange there. And the teacher was like, oh, that's very nice. I said, yes. So when I left that, that class that day, I started thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute, that might be fun, actually. Why not? So I talked to my mother and she said, okay. So I started doing everything. So I came here in 2008, right after I graduated from college, mm-hmm. just to do an ex- a student exchange program. It's like I came here to spend three months working at a ski resort i was working at hunter mountain uh-huh. upstate new york and that was the plan to come here be three months here living learning english i mean not really learning english because i was living with many people mm-hmm. from different countries but you know have have this experience but after that my friend said oh why, why don't you stay more let's study english in the city I said, okay. So I moved to the city. I had a friend living here. So I was living with her. And then I never left. Things just started happening. All of a sudden, I'm here forever. Now, obviously, the big, one of the big changes is the weather. Uh, you have yeah. gorgeous weather in Rio, and we have the seasons here. That was very difficult for me. I think it took me like four years to get adjusted to the weather. Yeah. Because I really love the summer and I, I really love hot weather because I was used to it in Brazil sure. since I was a kid. So hot weather for me is natural. So when I came here and I had to deal with this cold, like walking on the streets, there's no coming on my face, the wind coming on my, on my face. Sometimes I even started crying in the middle of the street because it was so cold for me. And I, I am a person that feels cold very easily, even in sure. Brazil, when it's cold in Rio. I used to go to the college with, um, with like hoodies and everything. <laughs> like people looked at me like, are you crazy? It's like, I feel 
cold. What can I do? So it was difficult, but now I'm very well adjusted, I think, finally. Nice. But I still don't like the winter. What, what other um, cultural differences did you experience when you first came here? Mm, I think um, the social mm-hmm. um, aspect of it, like in Rio, I think in Latin countries in general, people are more welcoming, okay. more warm. Like uh, my friends in Brazil, we always used to go to each other's house without calling them first. We were very close. You know, we had a very great bond. So I think I felt this, big difference here in New York, for sure. I try to, you know, socialize with other people here, but it's difficult. It's not easy. And if you come to think of it, like I have friends from other parts of the world and it's the same with them. I think at the end, most of our friends are going to be the people from our country, Mm -hmm. usually. So yeah, it's difficult, but you know, that's life. So when did drag enter your life in New York? When did you start doing drag? I started doing drag in New York in 2018. And in August 2018, um, I always wanted to, to, to do drag. Like even in, in Rio, when I used to go out, like hidden from my parents, because they couldn't imagine that I was going to a gay bar. Sure. So I had to hide and leave the house and go. So I used to watch the drag shows there. And then at first I was very scared of drag queens. The first time I saw a drag performance, I was like scared, like crazily scared. I was like, yeah. I, I, wanna, I, I need to leave. Because she was very like, carry, carry, I don't know how to say that, like very funny. She had like a very comedy, heavy comedy in her show. Mm-hmm. So she was not really like very, you know, glamorous and beautiful drag. She sure. was more on the, you know... So I was scared, but then within time, I started falling in love with it. I started discovering different kinds of drag and I was really feel, you know, falling in love with the art. And then, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it in Brazil because of my family. My family sure. was very conservative, very, you know, I, part of my family is very religious. Mm-hmm. So it was very difficult. And then I came to the United States, you know, I, I had graduated from journalism. I was still in this, you know, thought that, oh, I'm going to try to do something with journalism here. I didn't know anyone here. So I started, you know, seeing things in a different way, but I always wanted to do drag. So I, I opened a YouTube channel where I started talking about, you know, my gay life in New York and eventually about drag queens because, uh Brazilians are huge fans of RuPaul's Drag Race Mm -hmm. and RuPaul's Drag Race was not you know on TV in Brazil like people could not watch them they had only the you know they could only watch it through the computer through through the internet so I started showing them like streaming RuPaul's Drag Race illegally I'm sorry RuPaul to, to Brazilians and then I built a very big audience following me. So I opened this YouTube channel. So I started talking about drag race and reviews and everything. And they were always asking me, when are you going to do drag? Like you, you like drag so much. When are you going to do it? I was like, sure. I, don't, I don't know, because I, I don't know anybody that could help me with this. Until one person that used to watch my channel, she's a drag queen from Brazil too. Her name is Eva King. She came to New York. And she said, oh, I'm, I'm here in New York. I want to meet you. I'm going to perform. I'm going to pieces. 
I was like, okay, I'm going to meet you there. So we started this friendship because of my YouTube channel. And then she, she asked me the same thing. Like, when are you going to start doing? I was like, I don't know how to start. And she said, I can tell you what to do at first. Like, what you need to do, I can teach you some things. And I said, okay, if you teach me, I'll do it. And that's how I started. She started, you know, she did her makeup once at my house I was recording everything and paying attention to every detail. And after that, I just started practicing, practicing. And that's it. And I'm nice. here. What is the origin of your drag name? Okay, it's not because of Spider-Man. Because yes, I ha- someone asked, if is, is it because you would love Spider-Man? So it's not Spider-Man. It's not about Spider-Man. Uh, everybody thinks because it's a coincidence. Because okay. uh, a long time ago when I was a teenager in Brazil, I had this group of friends that we always like to perform. You know, when, you know, there was these house parties, like, oh, let's do some performance. Let's do drag shows. Uh, and then, you know, I got my mom's clothes and everything, but we needed a name, right? Everybody needed a name. So Absolutely. I, re- I remember watching uh, an interview with a Brazilian model called Pietra. Mm-hmm. And she was very beautiful and, and, and she caught my attention because the same time she was very beautiful. She was also very smart. She was sexy. And that name was very strong for me. So I had this name in my mind forever. Sure. And when I decided to do my drag, I always had this name in the back of my mind, but I didn't want to you know, just be, you know, tied to this name. I was like, mm-hmm. let me discover something else. But Pietra never left my mind. So I said, it has to be Pietra. And then I wanted a second name with a letter P. And then I was trying to find what name can, you know, goes well with Pietra. And because I always loved Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Bradshaw is the character that I identified the most with. Okay. So I got Sarah Jessica Parker. And then I was like, oh my God, Parker. So Pietra Parker. So that's it. There you go. A, I like that it's story. It's a little bit more boring than Spider-Man, but that's how <laughs> it is. <laughs> how would you describe Pietra in three words? Okay. Um, Pietra is nice. Okay, she's nice. glamorous. Glamorous. And she's sexy. Right. She has this Brazilian sexiness inside of her. How long does it take to transform into Pietra? Okay. Uh, usually I like to take my time doing my makeup. Mm-hmm. I never had to hurry up, you know, to go anywhere. Sure. So I usually take like two hours and something to being Pietra. I can go faster, but usually that's what Do I you do. have any traditions as you get ready? Oh yeah, I put a lot of water <laughs> by my side because I drink a lot of water when I'm doing my makeup. I don't know why. I mean, I drink more water. Gotta keep when hydrated. I, when I'm doing makeup than when I'm not doing makeup in my real life. So yeah. Yeah, I, I drink a lot of water. I put a lot of, you know, moisturizing in my face, on my face, like different projects. And, and I start from my eyes, mm-hmm. usually. Do you have any favorite products? Like if, if this was your chance to be sponsored by anyone, who, who, what products do you like? Okay. I love primers, so I'm always, you know, trying new kinds of primers. Mm-hmm. So the one that I really love is the the minim, Minimize Pores by Smashbox. Okay. I love that primer. 
and now I'm trying the fancy primer. I'm liking it. Well, my go-to is, of course, Cryolamp and Stick. It, mm -hmm. You know, I tried so many different, you know, concealers and everything. But for me, that works very well. Nice. The Cryolamp and Stick, yeah. We love Cryolamp here. So Cryolamp, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's see if you can go back. It's 2018. What was your first gig and what was the first song you performed? Oh, that my first song was Only Love Can Hurt Like This by Paloma Faith. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted something. I mean, everything that I do is very well thought, up, uh, thought and planned. Sure. So for my first performance, I wanted something that I could have the control of the situation because I was going to be in front of the audience, first time in drag, wearing heels. So I didn't want to go crazy dancing because I'm, you know, I, I knew I was going to be nervous. So I, I, I chose a song that I loved. It's powerful. And that's the kind of songs I really like to perform. Powerful songs, ballads. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I loved that song when I was listening to it. So I, I chose that song. I prepared for it. And then everything was amazing. And, I, and where was, was this performance? Drag Wars. Drag pieces. Wars. I used to go there a lot. So I felt very comfortable and at that environment because I used to go there every week. Mm -hmm. So I knew how respectful people were to the queens and how Shequida was very nice to everybody. So I felt very, you know, comfortable in studying there. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those places in New York that is the starter for young queens. Yeah, um, it's, it's a very nice place. Yeah, there's definitely generations of... Uh, the queens who come up and either stay there for a while or get their one-off at Drag Wars and then move on to a new venue. But you, you, were, you were a regular at Drag Wars. Yeah, since I started in August, uh, I went there every week usually, yeah. And you were eventually asked to participate in the All-Star season. Yes, yes. That was um, May, I think, May 2019. I got asked to perform in All Stars in January, so I was like, was like four months in drag, four or five months in drag. It was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. So, what was the experience like to participate in basically the all like the best of the best of your season generation of Drag Wars? You know, the thing for me was like, you know, Drag Wars usually during the week, the regular week there, uh, for you to be able to win that like every Monday, you have to have the crowd, right? Like mm -hmm. participating and, you know, applauding and, you know, you, you win because of that. Right. And, you know, I'm not from here, don't have a lot of friends here. So for me, it was extra difficult to, you know, build this audience to support me. Because, of course, when you are queen competing, you're going to invite all your friends because right. you know how important it is the support and everything. So when I went to All Stars... I have won, I had won like twice in Drag Wars before, and it was not like a solo win. I had like sharing the crown with mm -hmm. other queen the two times that I won. So for the All Stars, I was like, well, I'm gonna have fun. I believe in what I'm doing. I'm not very confident that I'm gonna pass to the finale because the semifinals is like audience, and the right. finale is judging. Right? There, there's a judge. So, but I invited all my friends and I, I talked to the Brazilian community here and I said, please give me the support. I'm going there. But I didn't expect that 
I would have that much support there. So at the semifinals, I was very confident with my numbers. And at the end, I made it to the finale. So I went to the finale and then I won together with Blue and Vinny Gaga. Right. So it was so crazy. Th- that, that was the gag of the finale. Very... Um, it was a triple win. Yeah. What did you think of the result? How did you, how did you feel knowing that you were a winner, but it's a shared win yet again for Drag Wars? Well, once again, I had to share my, my, you know, winning with someone and this time with two queens. But for me, actually, I was just happy that I was part of that. I, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem like, oh, I won with Blue and Vinigaga. That's not, you know, I deserve the spotlight. No, I was more happy that I was part of that winning circle. So I was happy. Very yeah, because I mean, there definitely was a lot of controversy and a lot of discussion going around afterwards that how there dare was. there be three winners? There was. Uh, one thing that upset me uh, at that moment was when I saw, because, you know, I'm very excited. I mean, I was new to drags, right? right? So winning like uh, All-Stars edition of Drag Wars, you know, for me, I was very happy and excited so when I won I started sharing on my social media like I won with Blue and Vinny Gaga I was very happy but then they were not doing the same thing to me mm-hmm. when they they were posting their winnings it was just like them without me and that made me a little bit sad if, you mm-hmm. know at that moment and then I had a chance to talk to Blue after and then she apologized she said it was not you know she didn't mean to do that it was just sure. what happened and it was fine, but at that moment I was a little bit sad because of that. But you know, I don't care what people think about. I mean, there was a queen that came to me right in my face. She said, "You didn't deserve to win all stars." I was shocked because it was someone that I liked and I mm-hmm. thought it was a very nice person. We still follow each other on social media, but at that moment I was so immature. You know, because if it was today, if someone tells to my face that I don't deserve to win anything, I was like, I was going to reply back. But yeah. at that time, I was still like figuring out things like, and I just, you know, kept quiet. I was like, okay, it's your opinion. I can it's, I do? It's as much as we love to say we're a community, we, we can all be very petty and, and yeah, there's a lot of nastiness regardless. I think everybody's entitled to their own opinion, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's nice. And, you know, to go to someone that just won something and then to tell them that you don't deserve it. Right. I think I deserved it. And the judges too, so. Well, you also took part in the Ultimate Drag Pageant. And this time it was a solo win as you won Mm -hmm. your season. What, uh, what, What inspired you to do this competition? Well, right after... I started my drag in August, like one performance in my first performance, Mari, she reached out to me asking me to compete in an ultimate drag pageant at that time. And I said, no, because that was my first performance. I didn't have anything at home. Like I didn't know what to do. I was still trying to, you know, find out where can I buy stuff, everything. So I said, no. So after I won all stars, drag wars and marty reached out to me again and she said are we gonna have a new cycle now do you want to be part of it and that time i was at that time i was ready i was like oh yeah i can do now because now i know how things work where i can go to buy whatever i need so 
that that's how it happened to me and it was challenging of course because you know every week a different theme and I was already aware how things work in the scene like um I was already familiar with drag uh ultimate drag pageant for me in my perspective it it was a competition mostly for comedy queens Mm -hmm. and that's not my style of drag but I was like but I I, I, I will grow from this. I'm going to learn a lot from this and this experience. So I said, yes, let's do it. Did you go in competing to win or did you go in to explore yourself, your drag and get eight weeks of material? Both. I'm a very competitive person. If I go you know, to a competition, I'm going to go to win. I mean, I'm going to put my everything, but I'm always very aware that if I don't win, at least the experience was rich and important. Sure. So, of course, I went to win, but also to grow as an artist and to learn new things and to meet new people. Do you have any regrets or any numbers that you wish you could get a redo on? Actually, no. I, I, I'm very proud of everything I did there. I, I liked it. Everything. Nice. No regrets. Hey. You, that's fine and that, you don't have to live in regret if you're happy with the win you won doesn't matter you got yes. the crown to prove it i did something right <laughs> exactly so digital drag has taken over 2020 um where there was a platform there was a show or contest created let's talk about the elvis duran's drag spectacular okay what was that experience like and what was it like for you to participate in obviously you were in new york you knew of z100 i'm sure yeah, yeah. As someone who grew up in New Jersey, Z100 as a teenager was my life. Like I listened to Elvis Duran every single morning as a kid getting ready to school. So him putting on this little drag spectacular, that must have been a, a, a cool experience. Yes, actually, I only listen to that when I'm driving, when I'm traveling mm-hmm. somewhere. So I drive and I listen to that. But I, I you know I don't listen to radio a lot. Not and many people that- do anymore. Right. But and I worked at a radio station in Brazil during my college year. So it was fun. But then Vic Deville, she tagged me to the post that they were, you know, trying to get drag queens to submit material for this drag spectacular. And I, like two or three weeks before that, I had done my Enigma video, the Lady mm-hmm. Gaga video. And I said, OK, I'm going to send that one. But, you know, I didn't really like have any idea of anything that was going to happen I, I oh we send us your material so I go I went there sent my video that's it a uh, few weeks later someone emailed me and said oh you made it to you know the finalists like you're one of the chosen ones please but we would like for you to send us a original material I was like what do you mean original material like something that is uh, you know made from you I was like but I'm not a singer I, I mean I'm a drag queen what I do is lip sync to other artists songs right. so I don't know what can I do so I just forgot about it like I thought it was out oh, that's it but then like one day before they started announcing the show and they tagged me all of a sudden and they started tagging me in Z- Z100 and everybody was like and then I saw Michelle Visage is there and Lady Gaga's mother is there. And I didn't mean that was there. I was like, what is happening? And then they, they emailed me saying, oh, can you send us 
uh, a video of yourself like thanking everybody just in case you win. I didn't send that video because I I didn't really think that I was going to win anything. Sure. Too bad because I should have sent it. Even though if I didn't win, I wouldn't win that. I don't know, but I should have sent that, but I didn't. But it was fun. It was nice. They loved my performance. I made it to the finals. Nice. I loved it. And it was yeah. a great experience, you know, especially, you know, receiving this, you know, good feedbacks from, you know, Michelle Visage and people right. from the industry it was crazy and very nice. It made me very happy. Yeah. I mean, if, if you need to get a uh, good carry, carry from somebody, Michelle Visage is a good one to exactly. hear from. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what New York City drag queen that you've yet to work with is on your wish list to work with either in person or in a digital capacity? Oh, actually a lot. I mean, I love drag. So everybody that I, you know, follow and watch, I, I'm a very good supporter. Like mm-hmm. every time I see something that I like, I share, I comment. And because I think this is important, you know, for our community, especially Absolutely. during these times, that's all we have. We have the social medias, we have each other. So I think we should support each other. Um, but I would love to work with everybody. Like, Jasmine Rice, I love her. Uh, I worked with uh, Jasmine Kennedy too. She's a sweetheart and I love working with her and hopefully I can perform with her in person because we only work together digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people, everybody. Everybody uh, from the Hey, hey I mean, I that's a very, dip- very diplomatic answer. It is. No, but <laughs> it's true. I mean... I'm a okay, fine. Let, 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 let's let's be a little shady for a second. Is there anyone you don't want to work with again? Oh, no. All right. Another good diplomatic answer. I love it. You, you love know what? It. Uh, I'm learning a lot uh, as a performer and as an artist. And I know that we just have to do our job. So sure. if I have to work with someone, there are some queens that I, I'm not sympathetic with. But if I have to work with them, I will. Sure. As long as they respect me, I will respect them back and everybody's going to make money and be Listen, happy at the end. It's art, but at the end of the day, a job is a job and you have to yes. be able to do your job as a professional. Exactly. And, you know, I'm a new queen. I cannot just go to my pedestal and say, I'm not going to do that. That's right. not what I want to do. I don't like that bitch. No. If they invite me and they pay me, I'll be there and be very happy. We're going to play our first game. It's called This or That. I'm going to give you two options, and you're going to tell me which one you prefer. Okay. Cat or dog? Dog. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Chicken or steak? I don't eat any of them anymore, but I would pick steak (laughs) if I had to. Winter or summer? Summer. Sun or moon? Oh, that's difficult. I would go with moon because it's more romantic. All right. Ice <laughs> or fire? Fire. Pop or rock? Pop. Lady Gaga or Celine Dion? Lady Gaga. Work hard or play hard? Oh, play hard. <laughs> Love or money? Love. Famous online or famous in real life? In real life. 
Finally, North America or South America? South America. <laughs> That's the answer I was expecting. We're going to go behind the music a little bit, and I want to learn what your signature number is and how it became your signature number. Okay. So when I did Drag Wars, and that was the first time I had, like, dancers with me and everything. And, you know, like I said, I love powerful and ballads songs. Right. And when I did the Christina Aguilera Mercy on Me, that was very powerful because it's so weird. Like sometimes I have these feelings when I'm doing something that is like something that comes from inside my body. And it's mm-hmm. so like paranormal. It's crazy. And when I was doing Mercy on Me, I was not there. And actually when this happens, I don't even remember what I did on stage. That's very crazy. It's like, it's not me, yeah. but it's, but it's me. So I don't know, but yeah, that number for me is a signature. Like when I want to show what I do to people that don't know my work I always send that the link of that number Mm -hmm. so they can watch that performance because it was very powerful and very nice and also you know any little mix song uh, and Madonna and Christina that's that's my signature (laughs) are you someone who prefers to do uh, a standalone song or are you a mix queen because obviously in New York there are a lot of drag queens who love doing mixes no, I prefer to do the only one song, but, you know, I had to learn because it's New York, like you said, you know, the audience also likes that here. Mm-hmm. So I do once in a while a mix, but I prefer to do just one song, do my job, tell a story and be fabulous. Now, when you do create a mix, what comes first? The song, the theme, the audio clip? How, how do you generate your... The work? theme. I mean, every time when I perform, the first thing I think about is what I want to tell to the audience, like what story I want to tell, and then what songs go with this, that what I want to tell, and what outfit matches. So that's the process. Nice. 2020 gave us a lot of music. Yeah. But we didn't get to necessarily see it performed live at bars because, you know, there's no live performances really. Right. When we get back to being able to perform at bars and let's say we're doing a drag roulette, what song from 2020 do you want to get? What are you most excited to perform? Okay, any from the new album of Little Mix, for mm-hmm. sure. So I'm very sad that, you know, they lost a member now in their group. Mm-hmm. I hope they continue, whatever, but I don't think they will, but let's be positive. Oh, I think they will as a trio. They, I think... I hope so. I think Jesse was always the weakest one. So yeah. I think they're, 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 they're fine. They're 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 good. She's the, okay. she always in any in her, any interview. You're like she does not want to be there. That's the other true. three were always ex- enthusiastic. I think they're they're going to be fine. That is true. Uh, I also love the new songs from Kylie Minogue, the new album. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think I'm very excited for those. Nice. I would so, I would perform all the Little Mix songs. I'm crazy for Little Mix, so I can perform all of them. I wish I knew when I was doing my Little Mixer. I know. Uh, I saw that. I was like, oh, I should, be, I should have been there, but it's okay. Next time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to play the Cameo Game Show. If you're not familiar with the website Cameo, you can book a celebrity to record a message for you or a loved one for a small price, but each celebrity has a different cost. In this mm-hmm. game, you have to guess who costs more. <laughs> okay. 
we're going to keep it with Queens of Drag Race. Okay. All right. First up, Tatiana or Jasmine Masters? I would say Jasmine Masters. Jasmine is 40. Tatiana is 35. Okay. Next, Ms. Cracker or Monet Exchange? Uh, Monet. Monet is 100. Cracker is 75. Yes. Next is Bendela Creme or Ginger Minge? I would say Bendela Creme. That's correct. 120 for Bendela Creme, 75 for Ginger Minge. Next, we have Sharon Needles or Bibi Zahara Benet. Oh, that's difficult. I would say BB. It's more expensive. BB is 75. Sharon is 100. <gasps> okay. Next up, Gigi Good or Monique Hart? Gigi Good. Yep. Gigi is 150. Monique is 95. Next, Jada Essence Hall or Trinity the Tuck? Jada. Jada is 80. Trinity is 85. Mm. I next, wouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up, we have Rosé or Olivia Lux. Uh, probably Rosé. It's a trick question. They're both $40. Okay, <laughs> good. Next is Denali or Vivacious. Uh, I would say Denali. Denali is 25. Vivacious is 30. Work. All right. This isn't a drag race queen, but how much can you get a Marty Gould Cummings cameo for? Nine to five. $20. Oh, okay. There you go. Everyone go order a Marty Gould Cummings cameo. I did. I did it for someone. (laughs) You did? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is exciting for me because I get to have you on and we're going to do a segment made just for you. It's called come to Brazil. I've never been to Brazil. I don't know much about it aside from, you know, Carnival and Rio, but we're going to take a little time to learn about Brazil and you're going to teach the children and me. Amazing. Where is the best place to visit? Where should we go? Well, not because I'm from there, but Rio is a mm-hmm. very beautiful place because you have the city, you have the mountains and the beaches at the same place. Yeah. It's amazing. You have to go to Rio because it's party every day. The, the, sun, the sunset is beautiful by the beach. And you just, you know, if you live there, you can work in a place and you just cross the street and go watch the sunset. It's amazing. Rio, and, and go to Rio. When is the best time to go? Probably between January and March because Mm -hmm. it's summer there. And also that's when carnival happens and it's, you know, carnival every week, basically. So for those who don't know what carnival is, explain to them and explain why it's it's necessary to go see at some point. You know, carnival is a religious, you know, celebration right it comes from the whatever bible says i I don't really know the bible i only know carnival because i'm from rio and they have this beautiful parade it's like huge it's actually what one of the biggest uh help for the economy of brazil Mm. and of rio it comes from carnival because it's a huge business there i used to work in some schools some schools are like you know groups of big groups like thousands of people that present a story during the parade 
it's a very big party. It's like yeah. a one week party and you have to go there to celebrate and you can drink on the streets and you can do everything on the streets actually. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so almost. what what are some of the best Brazilian music and dances? What 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 are we what are we listening to? What are we grooving to? Okay, so we have Pablo Vitar, of course. Mm-hmm. She's a drag queen from Brazil, and she's going mainstream, and she's being famous everywhere in the world now. Her songs are very pop and very you know nice to dance. There is also Anita. A lot of people don't like her because sometimes she gets quiet about you know politics. And everything. So some people think, oh, you're an artist, you have to be more vocal. And some other people think that, you know, you, that's not an artist's job to do, which I disagree. But, you know, Anita is amazing. I love her songs too. But we have beautiful, popular songs there, like, and, and singers like Caetano Veloso from, it's more like a bossa nova, mm-hmm. you know, style of music. We have Ana Carolina, which is a very powerful singer, one of my favorites. It's more like, romantic songs but not you know cheesy we have Marisa Monte which is a mix of samba and Brazilian popular music which is very beautiful so listen to these artists because they're amazing and who is the most famous Brazilian artist musician uh at at, at this all moment time. No, of, of all time. time oh I think we have like Vinicius de Moraes, Tom Jobim Tom Jobim I would say and and we have Carmen Miranda too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're going, to even Brazil, though she's from Portugal, I think, but she was very famous right. when she went to Brazil. Yeah. If we're going to Brazil, what is the quintessential meal we should have? Uh, it depends on what part of Brazil you go, because we have very different typical foods there. But like, we you can have feijoada, which is like a black bean kind of soup with pork meat inside and it comes with a lot of side dishes like white rice we have this thing is called farofa which is made of uh, yuca flour and butter it's very mm-hmm. weird it looks like sand but it tastes very good uh, we have cheese bread which is our pão de queijo it's delicious you're in Astoria you probably know some of these things because we have I've a actually lot of... never had it before but I, oh. I, I, I know there are a couple good places to go there are a lot of nice Brazilian restaurants there. You should go because they're the best in New York, for sure. And uh, is there a signature Brazilian drink, a cocktail that we yes, should have? Yes, yes. We have caipirinha, which is amazing. I love it. It's made of cachaça, which is like a rum made of sugar cane, mm-hmm. and lime, sugar, ice. And you can change the lime and put some other fruits like strawberries. So it's delicious. Nice. Now let the teach us some common phrases in Portuguese. What 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 are some things we should know uh, when we go to Brazil? The common phrases. You mean the nice phrases or the nasty phrases? We can do both. This, this <laughs> podcast we can do both. So okay, nice phrases that you should learn when you go to Brazil. First of all, you have to learn how to say hi, right? right. Because we are very welcoming. So you just say oi. Oi. Okay. Oi. Oi. Oi, tudo bem? Tudo bem is like, how are you? All right. Tudo Oi, tudo bem. bem. Oi. Oi, tudo bem. Um, you can say, wh- what do you want me to say? Okay, I translate. Oh my God, I don't know. Um, I guess, li- what, we're all alcoholics. <laughs> how do we say, where is the bar? <laughs> 
Where is the bar? You can say, aonde é o bar? Aonde é o bar? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Relax. Or you can say, give me a caipirinha. You can say, me vê uma caipirinha. Say me vê me vê uma uma caipirinha caipirinha okay okay yeah that's a very popular way to say like bring me a caipirinha nice nice all right um now now say let's let's do one nasty thing one one thing that like we probably won't say but if we hear it said about us we should be warned that uh, we fucked up like we shouldn't say yeah what well, you mean. Or if, if someone's like being mean to us, that they may say a bad word that we were probably not oh, okay. supposed to do. You can say, okay, like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. What's, 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 what's that? Oh, that's very ugly. But let's say it. It's vai, vai tomar, tomar noku. Naku. Vai tomar noku. All right. No, noku. Vai tomar noku. It's like fuck you. All right. All right. Well, if we ever hear that when we're in Brazil, Bad, bad, bad. Bad, yeah. Just, you know, run. <laughs> how how important is drag to the community? It is very important because, you know, our community, it's, you know, made of different personalities, different different kind of people. And you we know that not everybody's lucky enough to have uh, support from their families. Right. So to... You know, and drag, I think, comes to show to these people that we are here, we are here for you, we love you, and we can be their voices because we can be loud. We can say whatever you want to say, and I think that's very important. How important do you find social media to be in the drag scene? Very important, especially at this moment. I mean... We we only have social media now and to be able to present our work and show ourselves to millions of people all over the world. I mean, I have followers from different countries that I would never think that I would, you know, meet. And right. I follow people from different places too. So I think it's very important. You learn a lot through social media. And what what are some of the pros and cons of doing digital drag? Oh, definitely the cons is like you don't have the audience, you right. know, the warmth, like the contact, the physical contact. I love watching people's eyes and, you know, looking at them and see the connection when I'm performing and they're watching me and connected to me. And the applause, of course, because we live for the applause, right? Absolutely. Yes. But, you know, it's more comfortable at home because you don't have to use heels. You don't have to, you know, <laughs> use padding. I mean, I don't. So it's more comfortable. But that's it. I would I would prefer always in person and bars. Absolutely. And, of course. No, yeah. the, the, there's something about the intimacy and the connection that drag brings us all. And I mm -hmm. think that's what we're missing right now, because you can put out a beautiful music video but you're not feeling it the same way as you have. It's not the same. The magic's not there. It's beautiful. You can do different effects. It's fun. That's what we have to work at this moment, right? That's what we have now. So we have to make it work. But nothing compares to the moment when you have people around you and tipping you. And, you know, after performance, they come to talk to you and hug you and taking pictures. I love this. And I miss that.
We are going to play everyone's favorite game. It's called Tea Time. You're going to spill some tea on some of your favorite friends, sisters, colleagues, okay. people you're taking a photo with, people you may hate, people you may love. I don't know. We're going to find out. Mm. We are going to start off with Shaquita. <gasps> I love Shaquita. I wanted her to be my drag mom. <laughs> <laughs> she's not I taking never, any kids. No, she's not. I never asked her, but, you know, that would be my dream. I love her. I think she's... Uh, amazing professional like she's first of all perfect in what she does she's beautiful but she respects people and she gives opportunity to people her work is amazing I love her I love working with her I was working at Playhouse before everything happened uh, I was at the I was a host there at the door with her and her show and Bootsy I love her love Shaquita next up Blue Blue is a sweet girl. I love her too. Like we used to have more contact when, you know, things were normal before. She's very sweet and talented. I, I, I love her. Next up, Vinnie Gaga. Vinnie Gaga, I don't have too much contact with. I mean, she's not, every time I met her, she was fine. She was nice, but we're not really close, but she's talented, nice. Next up is Amanda Pork. Oh, she's sweet. I love her. She's funny. She's a sweetheart during during our ultimate drag pageant. We used to talk a lot during, you know, backstage and, you know, she's fun. I like her. Next we have Corma Kelly. So funny. I love her. When, you know, when we started doing the ultimate drag pageant, I told her first week, I was like, you're going to win this this competition is made for you because I had that in my mind that the competition is for comedy queens Mm -hmm. and I know she's an amazing comedy I mean you look at her you laugh like she doesn't need to do a lot so I love Corm I miss her next we have Sequoia Sequoia I also don't have a lot of contact with her during our during our ultimate drag pageant moments she was very nice very tall every time I talked (laughs) to her I was like looking like to the sky but she's funny and she's fun and she's nice and I, I i enjoyed our moments next we have tsunami muse tsunami my sister loves tsunami too we we come from drag wars and then we went to ultimate drag pageant together she was always in drag wars all stars and then it was nice to see her in ultimate drag pageant because i only knew her and Chiki Gorgina and Korma because they all came from Drag Wars. Mm-hmm. And to have them there for me was very comforting. It was like, oh, that's so nice that you're here. So I love Tsunami, beautiful, talented, and very nice, very nice girl. Next, someone you mentioned before, Pablo Vitar. Pablo Vitar, she is a professional. She's smart. She's she's nice. We're not friends. People think we're friends because she, I mean, she came to my apartment. We did a lot of things here, but we're not close, unfortunately. But I love her and I love her songs. And every time I can, I'm performing Pablo Guitar. First, because I'm a very proud Brazilian. So every time I have a chance, I perform something from my country. And also because she's amazing. I like her. Gorgeous too. Very beautiful. Next up, Ava King. My sister, my Brazilian sister that, you know, 
helped me go through this process. She was there at the beginning, teaching me things that I would never, like, I was horrible at makeup. Like, I thought I could never That's do surprising. Like a... No, I'm telling you, I was doing the eyeliner. I was like, this is not for me. This is not going to work. But I have to go because when I started doing drag with her, she said, okay, let's buy the product. I told her, I want to buy the best product, everything that I need. So I spent like, no kidding, $600 buying all the basic needs that I need. And, you know, just the basic. So when I started doing the makeup by myself, when I was like, this is not working, I was like, bitch, that better work because that was $600. (laughs) Right. So it's, so finally it worked. I'm very happy with the results today. So that's what I tell everybody. Just keep practicing, keep doing it because makeup, you learn something new every day. Absolutely. So, yeah. Amazing. I love Eva. I love Eva King, my sister. Next is Isabella Rio. Isabella Rio, also my Brazilian sister. She also knew me through my channel, my YouTube channel. She was in Orlando and then she messaged me like, oh, I, I watch your you know, YouTube channel, your videos, and I'm going to New York now, let's meet. And she's crazy. Isabella is very crazy. And I love her too. Every time we're always together, like she was with me just last week on my digital RuPaul's Drag Race reveal videos. And Eva is next. So I love her. Next up, Miss Cookie Dough. Cookie. Oh my God. She's like a friend. She's starting doing drag now and I'm helping her and everything that I can because what a person she's always helping me with everything like before when she was not doing drag she was going with me him and her husband going to the gigs with me and helping me a lot so I love Cookie and I think she's beautiful are are you officially the drag mom not not officially but maybe I will be soon (laughs) I love her and finally, and, uh-huh. go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm there for her. Anything she needs, I'll be there for her. If she, if this is being like daughter, mother, I'm I'm there. I'm, I don't mind the title. And finally, we have Nasty Queen. Oh, another Brazilian queen that I met through Eva. She was friends with Eva because they come from the same state, I think, in Brazil. Love her. Very nice girl. Very beautiful, talented, and I love my Brazilian friends. If you were on Drag Race, who would you pick to do on Snatch Game? Okay, uh, I always change this, but at this moment, I would probably do Dilma Rousseff, which is the former president from Brazil, or Carmen Miranda. All right, nice. Good, good, Good options. What is one personal fact that your fans wouldn't know about you? I'm very shy. All right. I'm very, very shy. And also I have like myopia, how do you say myopia? Myopia from the eyes. Like Mm -hmm. I don't see well. I don't see well. I have to wear glasses. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm passing through someone and I don't see that person that and then the person thinks I'm like bitch, like I'm a bitch, but I'm not. (laughs) I just don't see. I didn't see it. I just didn't see it. If you come to talk to me, I'll see you, I'll hug you. But if I if you see me and if you talk to me and I don't respond, it's because I probably didn't see you. There you go. <laughs> if you could eat only one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? 
Uh, oh my god, this is torture because I love <laughs> eating. I love eating, but one meal, like a full meal, yeah, or one but, but ingredient. One, well, one meal, whatever you want to have every single day for the rest of your life. Oh, that's easy. Okay, I can eat rice, white rice, black beans, and collard greens. That's a good healthy meal. Oh, I love it. My favorite. Oh, and French fries. Put French fries too. All right, there you go. <laughs> We're going to do the pop five rapid fire. We're going to give you five pop culture things, titles, phrases, stories, whatever. And you can give me a title, whatever you want to talk about for each a word, phrase, story, whatever you want. Okay. We're going to start off with the final season of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I have no idea what that is. It's the <laughs> Netflix show about Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No, no, I know what that is. I just didn't follow. You didn't watch it? It's not the style of things that I watch. But what, I know, of course, of... I, I used to watch them before, Sabrina, right? Like right. a long time ago. And I used to like that when I was a teenager. Now I, I like more like mysterious things, crimes, and, you know, this kind of... I, I love The Crown. That's my favorite mm -hmm. this last year I watched. So very good. Very the kind good. Of, yeah, I love The Crown. That, oh, my God. That was my favorite season ever. Do you, do right? you have it was it was very very good do you have any regal drag do you want to recreate any of those looks if i had to recreate one of them i would probably recreate diana because mm -hmm. she's amazing but you know the queen you know it's, it's nice the costumes and everything but the person not that, that much so no diana because she's a sweetheart like me ah <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two is Sia defends casting Maddie Ziegler as an autistic character in music. Can you imagine I didn't watch that yet? Sorry, you can cancel me, culture. Cancel Pietra Parker, hashtag. I haven't watched it yet. I really want, but I think it's amazing to casting. Like, everybody deserves a spot and go for it. I'm 100% agree with that decision. All right. Number three is Disney and Pixar's soul it's a new movie right have you yeah, watched it yet i did already? it's very nice it's a very good movie i a lot of people like posted videos of them crying from it i'm like i didn't cry and i cried everything i'm hearing very good things about it and i'm probably gonna watch that soon i recommend it all right number four is drag race season 13 very excited i think it's a very nice cast with full of personalities very happy. I was talking to a friend about that because, like, what did you think about the first episode and all the twists and everything? I was so happy. I think it's because we're coming, we're coming from a very bad year. Mm -hmm. And at the first day of 2021, we have Drag Race with a different twist and everything. I was so happy and excited. And I Did you like the twist? I love the twist. I love the twist. I know as a spectator, it's more exciting than as a competitor, of course, because you as a competitor, competitor, you go there, you don't know what to expect, but you would never think that you would lip sync for your life at the first 10 minutes when you get there. So I'm sure they like got very crazy and upset, but I love Absolutely. the twist. Yeah. All right. And number five is the song Come in Brazil by Katya featuring Alaska. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Very bad. I, I was very excited when I heard that there was another song. I was like, oh, another song that I'm going to perform. Let's see. Ah, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, the so music video bad. is weird. It's creepy. Mm -mm, I Stretchy prefer, face. 
place come, come to, to Brazil. Brazil by Alaska. I always perform that song. I love performing that song. So, well, I have a couple fan corner questions for you from some of your fans. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo, 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 Leah X um, says Pietra is so amazing. I love her. Thank you. Love you. Um, Isabella Rio, she wants to know what's the best and worst part about being a Brazilian drag artist in the USA? Okay, the best part is like you're from another country and from a nice country. I mean, people usually love Brazilians, right? Like, at least that's what they tell me. <laughs> uh, so that's nice. Like you're Brazilian, you're, you're bringing a different, different culture to your numbers. And, you know, some people sometimes they don't know much about the place where you're coming from. So you're showing them new things but the bad the bad part i think it's not because i'm from brazil but i think coming from any other country you don't have as much support and opportunities mm-hmm. as sometimes you deserve so it's a struggle and it's not only me i mean i see other queens from other places that they go to the same struggle and and this is a fact so i think that's the bad part it's Matilda underscore eight oh two three one has a question for you. Have you ever faced xenophobia in the New York drag scene? I mean, not straight to my face, like I hate you because you're from Brazil. No, but I think we can see this thing happening when you don't get opportunities, we don't get mm. you know chances to perform, and you know. I think I, I've shown my work. I mean, I, I won competitions and still I don't get as much as opportunities as I think I deserve. And I think this is because I am not from here originally. And, and I'm not saying that I come from a background. I'm not only from here, but I'm, I'm an immigrant. Mm-hmm. I came here late. I, I was not, I was not, come, I didn't come from an immigrant family and I was born here. No, I came from another country when I was like, late already so this happens this is a fact and it's not only with me but other queens not only like from brazil but from other countries that i talk to and they all say the same thing andre Ropke has a question what changed in your drag life after winning drag wars all-stars and ultimate drag pageant oh it changed a lot i mean i could see that i could i can do anything i want to do you know, it gave me more, you know, confidence to, you know, if I want to do certain things, I can just practice and go for it and uh, I'll be able to do it. Before, I didn't know I could do certain things. Like we had a snatch game in Ultimate Drag Badge and I was horrified. I was like, what am I going to do? Jesus Christ. And then I did Valentina from RuPaul's Drag Race and it was fun. People liked it. So I could see that if I do a good research and if I practice, I can really do whatever I want to do. And it also taught me to create things too, like to make things, yeah. Cookie Dough wants to know, what is the moment you felt the happiest with your persona? Um, So many moments because like I said, like as a baby queen, I consider myself a baby queen, having the opportunity to do so many nice things that I was like, I I could never do such a thing before. Like, for example, I hosted like a pride event at the New York Botanical Garden. Mm-hmm. That was a very nice and fun experience for me because there, it was beautiful. It was just a beautiful day, a lot of people. And first time I was hosting an event like 
ah, it was, at the same time, it was horrifying. It was very rewarding and nice. So I was very happy that day. And, you know, just recently, Martin Schuller, I was picked by him to be part of his new exhibition and his new photo photography book. That also made me very happy. So these, you know, moments just give me so many happy happiness. Yeah. Nice. Well, Cookie Dough also wants to know, drag tips to drag babies. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Like practice. If you think you failed at something and you want to still do that, just keep practicing and you're going to do it. I was horrible at makeup. Believe me, I was a, oh, a nightmare. <laughs> and I don't think I am a nightmare anymore. So that took me practicing. Jair Filo has a question. When are you coming to Brazil? Oh my God, I was gonna go to Brazil last year before everything happened that was in my plans. I have a few places that already that already want me perf my performance there, but I couldn't. So hopefully after the vaccine and everything is settled down, I'm going to Brazil as soon as I can, definitely. And they would also like to know, how was it to meet RuPaul and who was your favorite Ru girl? Oh, meeting RuPaul was like 15 seconds at DragCon. So I didn't really have a like, oh, she's that, she's like that. She was an energy. She's, for me, I love RuPaul. So meeting her was an accomplishment. I took a picture with her. She was nice. I was not drag yet. I was not doing drag. So it was nice. And my favorite Ru, Ru girl, I have so many, but if I have to pick only one, I would say Alyssa Edwards. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. I love her. So I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question, and this is a question from DJ Two-Face. Okay. What would you say to your younger self? Be more rebellious, like fight your parents to do what you want to do even if you have to leave their house and live on the streets, just follow what you want to do. Because at the end, like years go, years go by and then at the end, they will realize that they were wrong. They should have supported you. So like, that's what happened to my parents. Mm -hmm. So I think I should have been more like, I should, I should have thought more about what I wanted to do, but it's okay, you know. I don't look at my past and, you know, keep thinking about it. It is what it is. I have to start now and start from today for new beginnings and new future. So whatever happened, happened. And, and your parents know you do drag now? They do. They do. And they support. I mean, it's, amazing. it's very nice. And my mom, when she called me and asked me, I was very like scared of her reaction. And then when she started saying, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. Your makeup is so beautiful. I love your pictures. I was like, what? I would never imagine my mom saying this to me like years ago. So very happy. Now, I'm sure you watched uh, Drag Race Holland. Yeah. And you got to I, see... I watched until the middle of the season. Then I lost interest. And, and what did you think of your uh, Brazilian drag friend, Miss Abby? Oh, my God. Abby, she's fierce. She's a nice Brazilian girl. I mean... You need to know that you cannot mess with Brazilians and think nothing's going to happen. Believe right. me, we're, we are very nice people and respect everybody. But if you come for a Brazilian girl, you need to be ready because we, we bring the drama. 
And Abby, that's what she did, right? I, I am a drama queen. I am a drama. People don't know that yet because they don't really <laughs> get to know me very well. But I am. I I'm always fighting for what I think is right. And if you come for me, you're gonna receive something back. But anyway, Abby, I liked her. I support her. Like first Brazilian Drag Race, of course, I'll be like cheering for her. I think she she did amazing. I disagree with some of the outfit choices, but <laughs> you know. That's it. She yeah. she made it. She she was top. She was finalist. So good. She sure was. Mm-hmm. Well, now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. Uh, okay, I have a question. What's something from your own personality that you bring to your drag persona? All right, I like that. I like to try to open and expand the Block Talk family, and I'm asking all of my guests now. Who do you want me to interview next? Who do you want to hear on Block Talk? Well, because I want to bring diversity to Block Talk, I think you should interview Chiki Gorgina. All right. I love that. Well, where She's amazing. Can, yeah. Where can we find you on social media and Venmo? Both at Pietra Parker. Very easy. Find me there. Follow me. Like my pictures. Share everything I do. And I have a website coming up soon. I'm very excited for that with all my informations and bio. And I'm going to have a blog there too. So I hope you enjoy my website. Yeah. Well, it was so much fun talking with you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. And can't wait to keep listening to your podcast and know more about your guests. A huge thanks to Pietra for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me your favorite episode so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.